from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast Last week the Times of India's Ahmedabad edition reported how an 87-year-old woman had dialed a women's helpline seeking help with her 89-year-old husband. The woman said her husband would allegedly nag her for sex despite her frail health and would create a ruckus when she was unable to comply. While the story made headlines for its unusual nature, a prominent sexologist says he wouldn't judge this case too harshly. Dr. Rajan Bosle is a Mumbai-based sexologist and author of multiple books on sexuality. He's a columnist for Times Plus and is head of sexual medicine at Mumbai's KEM Hospital where he's been practicing for over 35 years. Dr. Bosle says that when he heard of the story, he didn't find it unusual that an octogenarian was seeking to have sex. He explains what he was surprised by and what he wasn't surprised by in this case. they have lived with each other all their life couple in their mid 80s means you can imagine if they were married and such old couple invariably they were married when they were in their early 20s after being with each other for good 50 plus years you feel like bringing out something so personal and it is so embarrassing in a way for her husband and uh, even for them as a couple and their family that is shocking me otherwise this as an issue that a, a woman feels forced whatever age or how come at this age she is feeling this way uh, is not surprising me because i hear such stories i have i have i have known uh, sex life of elderly uh, couples in their 60s is to like too common but 70s and 80s also i have heard several stories so it doesn't surprise me if at all a woman feels this way or husband behaves in this way in today's episode My colleague Jairaj Singh is talking with Dr. Bosley about intimacy at an older age and the many misconceptions that exist about it. In today's episode we're discussing topics like change in sex drive with age, hormones, the problem with using terms like hypersexual, sex addiction and other subjects that may all be unsuitable for younger audiences. Now, back to the case in Gujarat. Dr. Bosley says that there are two sorts of older couples. one that has been sexually active well into their older years and others who may have stopped having sex by their 60s dr bosley says the number of couples who may be sexually active into their 60s are fewer but it's not unusual in any way but there's another scenario which he thinks merits greater investigation i mean i have seen very very elderly couple who comes to me let's say mid 70s or mid uh, early 80s saying that ki our sex life got over long back I me mean, i had my menopause when i was 48 50 he was also very low on uh, having sex with me very rarely it used to happen and by the time we were in our mid 60s is almost over and for last 10 12 years we have not even had a proper uh, not because he doesn't get his proper erection at this age i also remained very dry after my menopause my vagina has got got atrophied it means i don't lubricate it has gone shrunken penetration is extremely painful because typically after menopause you know the, the lining of the vagina becomes very thin you you might have enjoyed your sex your whole life but it actually becomes very painful for a woman lubrication is so necessary for a pleasurable act even in the most healthy woman who has lived a most healthy life because the age is such because you require hormones you require estrogen which long got over 
Dr. Bosley says this situation often results in couples stopping their sexual activities. But sometimes patients come to him saying that it was all over and then suddenly there's an unexpected change probably because of medication given for a very different condition. And there is definitely a reason that has to be looked into which is uh, either uh, coming purely from something changing in his neurological system or you know his uh, biochemistry but there is something happening because of some medications that he is giving. I'll give you a classical example. People develop Parkinsonism in a late age. And there are medications, I'll not take the name because I don't want it to be published. There are medications that are given as a proper treatment for Parkinsonism. But they have a side effect of suddenly heightened libido. Invariably, even this case, if I scrutinize it, I'll first try to check, take that the history is, is he taking any treatment for Parkinsonism? Because certain medications given as a proper treatment of Parkinsonism cause this heightened sexual desire so much so that often individuals come. For example, any such man could come, you know, my wife is, and we are done with our sex life long back, but what's happening to me? These thoughts are haunting me, my body is bothering me, and there is a sudden crazy sexual urges, which I never even had in my 20s are happening just now. And often we connect it with those medications. So if there is something like that happening with this couple has to be found out. Sex drive at 80s, is it very common? And if you can give us a sense of how the sex drive changes from when you're, say, in your 20s, which is when you're at your peak, to as you age. Let us first look at women. Why? Because there is something about them is very obvious outwardly. For example, a typical young girl, uh, when she becomes adolescent, certain hormones start getting secreted in her body and her body changes. Then her body changes, it becomes a woman's body. And those hormones which are responsible for these are the same hormones which are giving her sexual capability, her reproductive capability and sexual desire itself. Now there comes an age, typically when she's in her mid-40s, that these hormones start declining. And there comes a point when her periods stop one day, which is typically age around 50. Then her genitalia also goes through changes. Now what happens? These hormones bring about this change. She has not done anything to make it happen. This is an aging process. What happens in case of men, there is nothing like you know, stopping periods or menopause. So there is no exact, you can say this is the date after which you can be, uh, kind of your hormones are gone. It is a more gradual process in case of men. We have several hormones. But the hormone which is responsible for libido or sexual desire is single, that is testosterone. And it is secreted in a very good amount, quantity when you are young. It typically starts at an adolescent age. Testosterone starts and that's how, because of the testosterone, a little boy becomes man. He starts growing masculine features, his moustache and beard grows, he starts getting sexual desire. It continues to secrete in a very good quantity, if you really ask me, throughout the teenage years plus in the 20s. It is, even in some healthy people, even in 30s, no issue. It is only late 30s onwards or early 40s onwards, depending on your genes also, slowly, slowly that testosterone very gradually start declining. As it goes down naturally, the desire drive also goes down. And then it starts affecting the sexual thoughts, sexual feelings, sexual urges, sexual fantasies, all goes on declining. 
and it significantly declines 60 plus. After 60, it declines in a, in a very speedy manner. When the testosterone goes down, 80 plus to it is so down that if it is unusually low, how can he have a sexual desire? Sexual urge or a sexual capability. Huh. But sexual desire is not only dependent on testosterone. What upon how much you have thought about it, how much you have imagined, how much you have fantasized. There are people who have a low testosterone for some medical reason, but the desire is still there because they think about it, they watch something sexy or whatever, you know. And then it does not match. I have lots of sexual desire, but my body doesn't respond. Why your body is not responding? Because your testosterone is weak. I know there are people in the 70s and 80s, they watch porn. Because that's all sex life that they have. They just feel something, some sensations here and there. They may or may not be able to masturbate properly. And it ends there. That's supposed to be their sex life. And, and they may be even single. And still they come to me for consultation. Ki, I want to, you know, do something about it. They may not be even able to relate with anyone. But still they come because they want to feel good about themselves. Yo, I still have a sexual desire. I want uh, you to explain a little bit this term hypersex drive which you've mentioned. Can you elaborate? I have seen cases, even young cases, I'm talking about youngsters, where either of them uh, label the partner as nymphomaniac, that's even an extreme term, or he's hypersexual. And when I actually take the history, I would not label it as a hypersexual. For example, he says, okay, well, I want to have sex uh, practically every day, and he's in his 30s. I would not call it as a mom. Or some men say, you know, let's do something different. Now. Let's, uh, you know, create a setting or let's act out a particular scene to, to make it more exciting. And she said, yeah, how weird. Just have sex and be done with it. Now, what's this drama that you want to do? You want to dress up in a particular manner or what? Or you want to do something different? But he says, I always fancy something like this. What's wrong? And I've seen, I've known that people do that. And she labels him as hypersexual. Of course, women can also have a hypersex drive, right? Uh, of course, let's not get into percentage, but good amount of women I talk to, when they approach me as single women or as a part of a couple, report extremely high level of uh, sexual desire, uh, libido, and to that to the extent that the husband is unable to match up with that. I don't like actually this term at all because they're very relative now. Uh, her desire is more than him. Is all that I can say, or his desire is more than that. So, but you could very well get a matching partner, and so your partner will not find the same behavior as hypersexual. So, hypersexual is a very judgmental term. As a medico, I will never use it on you. There is a lot of confusion about sex addiction. Now, can you define what that means and how it is treated? Not only sex addiction, any activity. You are preoccupied with that activity to such an extent that it is it has made you dysfunctional. And what is the meaning of dysfunctional? That means if you are a student, you are ignoring your studies, you are not doing well, you are not attending your college, you have become dysfunctional. If you are a working man, you are taking two many offs, you got warnings from your office, you are likely to lose your job or you are changing job after job only because you can't perform. You become dysfunctional because your preoccupation with a particular activity is taking away a lot of your attention, your energy, and your time. We call this as an addiction. I know of a guy, to make it clear, who performs full puja in his house eight times in a day, minimum eight times. For that, puja means full. He will have bath, 
He will have clean all the gods. He will get fresh flower. He will do full arati. Now just imagine eight times he is doing it. Now if you ask just someone ask a question doing puja, he says it's very good to have puja. But you are not able to hold your job. The family is fed up. You are spending money. You are creating noise. You are disturbing your household. So this man is addicted. And why he does it can be is a different topic altogether. Similarly, someone is so preoccupied with the sexual thoughts or activity or anything related to sex so much that it is making him dysfunctional. Only then it is called as an addiction. And there is a widest range possible. And so, how would you go about treating it? See, first of all, addict cannot be forced to take the treatment. Addict has to realize that this is hampering me. This is affecting me. This is affecting aspects of my life, and I want help. Unless they have come to this stage, you can't help these people. They need to come to the phase that yes, I have this problem, and I want help. I am unable to help myself, so I need professional. Please help me. Such person can be helped. such and it will be like any other addiction it may take little time or more time depending on how sincerely is committed to come out of this addiction it is it is definitely the skill of a, of a specialist plus his eagerness to take help matters third component is the family is also supportive for example husband wants to come out of a certain sexual addiction and wife is very critical of is giving him ultimatums all the time but he says you know i want to help my husband to come out he says i want help for myself And they also approach the right doctor. Then this combination will yield very good results. But he is reluctantly sitting in front of doctor. He says, "Good, this is not a problem at all. My wife thinks it is a problem. I think this is normal." Then you can't have such a guy. You know the use of Viagra, and you have said that it is it is a stimulant. It doesn't foster sexual desire. It only helps you physically. Is it commonly being misused among? that very uh, elderly age group if you give viagra even to a young man without telling him this is viagra he will not get any sexual desire he may not even get erection you know that it only helps to sustain the existing erection it doesn't even give you fresh erection and it is when you get your erection but you can't hold it long enough to complete the act it is only for this single purpose viagra is But people think that Viagra only has a desire for it. I'll have a higher heightened desire. No, or if I take Viagra, I will get some artificial erection, which otherwise I am not getting. These are the myths. Actually, you know something. When the Viagra was studied by Pfizer, the the study was not done for elderly age group only because they found it a risk there. So their literature, according to if you go by the studies and trials, there is no documentation that it can be given in the elderly. It is not tried on people above sixty. But then, how come people are taking? Some practicing doctors who know don't know these facts. They prescribe it in patients in their seventies and eighties, and the patients come back with the feedback. That's what they're so serious. I'm giving it to my seventy-four year old guy. He can tolerate it well. He says he's very happy with the results. So now he started giving it to other cases also. While scientifically speaking, is not to be given to the people above the age of sixty-five. As much as Viagra, there are other fake sex tonics being sold. In the market, and even they help. How come they help if they are fake? I myself, classic way. Oh, I have taken this medicine. Now it is going to help me. Auto suggestion also helps. Mind plays major role, no? Because even as a therapist, we use placebo often. Something like a sugar pill. 
or some basic vitamin pill. But we, with the strong suggestion, give a person that you take this, you will get a very good erection. And he gets. Not that it will help this way. We study the case. He's a very suggestible subject. He's, he, he takes, he has a great faith in you. And when you say something strongly, it starts manifesting in him. And it helps. I try to keep it uh, only when uh, nothing else is working. The brand Viagra I don't use. I've not prescribed a single Viagra tablet for the last 20 years. Can you imagine? But what Fildenafil or Tadalafil, which is an ingredient of these tablets, I use those molecules. But not by the brand name Viagra because we are necessarily advertising a particular brand name by Pfizer, which is several times expensive than the other brands, which are equally effective. So it has been misused a lot. A man goes to chemist, chemist gives, um, in, actually ideally only with prescription it is supposed to be given. But go and try doing it. We have gone to outside Mumbai, anywhere, Pune, Nasik, Sangli, Aurangabad. Across the counter, people ask Viagra or something similar and chemists give. No rules are followed. And funny part is Viagra cannot be even prescribed by a common doctor. It has to be prescribed by a specialist. But here the quacks are writing. Why writing? Even people are across the counter asking and chemists are dispensing. It's been misused. It's been heavily misused. Shilajit, Shilajit. You go to Manali kind of a Himachal. Everyone will come here Shilajit because Shilajit is thought to be an aphrodisiac. Which is a myth. This is a myth. And there are Shilajit tablets and pills being sold on various platforms and, and given by also by some doctors here and there. Kiriye, sex tonic hai, something like that. It's not a sex tonic at all. It's useless. Are there any societal myths that you would like to dispel about sex among elderlies that people don't understand? See, if you are a couple are in love with each other and who enjoy being intimate with each other. Even if you are an elderly couple, 60s, 70s and 80s, don't go by societal norms. You have all the right to be sexual with each other, with each other's consent. They are loving towards each other. They have spent a good life with each other. They like when they cuddle, they kiss, they hug each other. Who are we to go and stop them? Or say, oh, now it is not your age. And in that process, let us say somehow a man gets erection and expresses a desire. It is their private life. Who are we to say it is go, something is going wrong? Nothing is going wrong. So you have all the right to get sexually intimate. Only condition is that it should be mutual. It should not be forced by one on the other. I have known, you know, uh, uh, families where old couple is enjoying sex more than the young newly married couple. And because both come to me, of course, I don't tell each other about it. But, but uh, you know, somehow the old couple, a mature couple, maybe in their 50s and 60s, are enjoying sex uh, uh, much better because they're spending life with each other. As against the new couple who is new, still struggling, are finding it difficult. They have yet to know what exactly they like or their partner likes. So it's not that only young people can enjoy sex and it is their prerogative. No, not at all. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.